Hello, and welcome to Miss Genealogy, the podcast, where my number one goal is to get you fired up about family history. Times have changed, and family history isn't just for your grandma. You can sneak it into your everyday life, and the blessings far outweigh any sacrifice, I promise. This podcast is all about connecting to your family, both past and present, and I am so glad that you're here. First of all, welcome to season three of Miss Genealogy. I have been working behind the scenes to bring these incredible interviews to you, and today is finally the day. A couple of things before we get started. My online course, all about creating family history chapbooks, is opening up again next month, and I would absolutely love for you to join. So the link is in the show notes, but head to missgenealogy.com and be sure to get on the waiting list. Also, if you like what you hear in this podcast, please leave a review. This allows more people to find my show. And if you're on social media, sharing is caring. So if you want to share a screenshot or a segment from the show and tag me in it, I would love that so much. All right, on to the interview. Okay, hello, everybody. I am incredibly excited to bring you my guest today. I have the amazing Vanessa Quigley on the other line. And Vanessa, thank you again so much for coming on and talking to my listeners today. You are so welcome. And thank you for being such a champion for family history and for chapbooks. Yes, I know. Two things I absolutely love. So... (laughs) So if you don't mind, Vanessa, just giving us a quick little intro to yourself, whatever you want to tell us about you. Well, uh, my name is Vanessa, and I am the mother of seven children. My oldest is 23 and youngest is 10. Um, I'm also the oldest of 12. I grew up in Orlando, Florida. Now we live here in beautiful Utah and are loving it. Awesome. So you have... Like you said, you come from a family of 12. I'm so excited to talk to you a little bit more about that later, about your family traditions and what it was like. But first of all, I would love to talk to you a little bit about what inspired you and Nate, your husband, to start the company Chatbooks and yeah, just kind of give us a little backstory how that all came to be. Okay. Yeah. My husband and I, we started Chatbooks. uh, We just celebrated the fourth birthday of the company this summer. But actually, our desire to build a company to help us safeguard, organize, and enjoy our family memories started years and years before that. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, I had just had my sixth, no, fifth baby, so 15 years ago, (laughs) and um, right around the time that Claire was born, Nate's granddaddy, grandfather, grandpa, that's what they called him, Grandpa Quig. (laughs) Um, he passed away and I wasn't able to go to the funeral because I had a brand new baby, but Nate, we were living in Boston at the time. Nate flew to Utah for the funeral Mm. and at the funeral, someone played a recording of his grandpa singing home on the range. And Mm. what was significant about that is that Nate had been singing that song to our kids at bedtime for years. And, and cause he had, he had, vague recollections of that being a a song that his grandpa had sung and so he we had this tradition in our family where Nate would sing that to the kids and he heard this recording during the funeral and could not believe it did not know that anything like that existed mm. and and the other thing that was kind of significant about his grandpa is he was the only non-mormon that sang in the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Whoa, <laughs> he that was <laughs> a proud Baptist. 
Um, <laughs> he ended up being baptized later on, but as a Baptist was a member of the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. And so he had a beautiful voice. And here was this recording of him singing the song that was really tender and special to our family. Mm-hmm. And Nate just desperately wanted to get a copy of it. But after the funeral and all of the, you know, commotion of just the day's events, mm-hmm. it disappeared. Everyone he asked, no one knew where it was. That recording that we didn't even know existed then just disappeared into the ether. And it sparked this desire in him to create a way to, you know, hold on to these memories, to put them somewhere where they all, anyone interested in them, we could access them and enjoy them and share them with their families. And so his wheels started turning and he decided that he was going to build an app where all these things could be safeguarded, organized, and enjoyed in the cloud for extended families. And so, so cool. We, we started investing in the development of this, this idea. And, um, and I will be honest, we spent years and lots and lots of money kind of building it out the way that he had envisioned it. Mm -hmm. And uh, after years and a lot of money, it wasn't really going anywhere. It was a really great idea to have a place in the cloud where we could save all these, you know, memories and pictures and videos and audio recordings, but it required a lot of work from our users to, you know, find the stuff and then upload it. And it was just, it was like a project, right? Which as you know, family history is a very worthwhile project, (laughs) but it wasn't something that we could really figure out how to monetize and and, and build a business out of because it just, Mm -hmm. it just, people would have the passion, but they didn't have the drive to do it. And and we needed to be able to recoup the money that we were investing in, in building this thing. Well, I had an experience with my son who was five at the time, my youngest son, where I heard him crying up in his room. He was supposed to be in bed, but he was up there crying. And it's unusual for Declan to be crying because he's the jolliest kid on the planet. (laughs) So I knew something was wrong. And I ran up there and I'm like, buddy, what's going on? Are you okay? And he he rolled over and he said through his giant tears that he never wanted to grow up. Oh. which was adorable because he was five and feeling sentimental. You know? <laughs> um, but then when I realized what he was holding on to, I just, oh my gosh, my heart sank because he was holding on to a photo album, not one that I had made because heaven forbid, I hadn't made him a scrapbook or a photo album, I <laughs> printed a photo, but he was holding on to a little photo album that his preschool teacher had made him for preschool graduation with a mm. couple of photos from their field trips and class parties. And he'd been looking at that and thinking about his life and, you know, having these tender moments, but that's all he had to show for the five years of his rich life at that point was just that one mm-hmm. year preschool. And I realized that, man, I can do better. Uh, I, I don't really have time to do like the big scrapbooks like I had done years before with my first couple kids. Mm-hmm. But then in that moment, I realized I've kind of been scrapbooking through Instagram. You know, I had been for years sharing highlights of the things that our family had been doing with friends and family through Instagram, you know, with photo and a caption, which is essentially like a little journaling prompt. And man, if I could just have those printed in a book, then he would have more to hold on to and more to look back on. And so I I suggested to my husband that he might (laughs) pivot his, uh, you know, the direction that he was going with his team that was still plowing away with this company that had 
you know, several different revs already, but still was not getting much traction. And I said, you know what? Mm -hmm. I just want a book. Will you just figure out how to print my Instagram? And that, um, that is how chat books was born. (laughs) Essentially how it was born. So cool. (laughs) But it was out of that idea that it's, it's, it's the everyday things that make, that really make our life colorful and rich. And Mm. it reminded me of, um, a time that I found in my parents' things, I was helping them move and I found journals that my grandmother, this is my mom's mom, had kept as a new bride mm. when she married my granddaddy Castle and he was in the army. And so she was like newlywed with this new army life and then found out she was pregnant. And there were these journals that she kept. And it was that, and I was a, a mother at the time and and I'd never really thought of my grandmother in this way of like living a daily life as a wife, mother that right. like I was. And I was so fascinated with all the little details of her day. And, um, you know, now as we look back on our chat books, which are just chock full of little everyday moments, you know, mm-hmm. we, we're, we're good at pulling out the, the camera and taking pictures of the big events and the soccer games and the graduation ceremonies and all those big things. And that's great. I mean, we should be documenting those, but it's the little details of our daily life that are so, I mean, that, that's really what tells the story. And that's what I really loved about reading my grandmother's journals. And that's what I'm attempting to document in our family chat books. Yes. I love that so much. I am a huge believer in the little details and you already know that I'm also a huge fan, huge, huge yes. fan of chat books. <laughs> well, and one of our, our best teammates, Jesse, you were amazing working on our, working on our customer support team. So I have to thank you for that. Yeah, it was an incredible experience all around. Everything was just so good. And I am just so grateful for your little boy having that experience where he was so sad. I know. He's very quick to remind us that if it wasn't for me, Chavis wouldn't even exist. Touche. Yeah. So I just, I just love the whole concept behind chapbooks and I love that. Yeah. How easy it is because I, I used to love to scrapbook, like even when I was little, I, you know, I have these little scrapbooks that I made for myself because my mom was big into scrapbooking and, but it just takes so much time and time that I don't really want to spend on scrapbooks. So it's true. It's true. And I'm a big believer in something's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so that's, what we're here to try to help make that easy. Awesome. Well, you are doing an excellent job. Thank you. You're welcome. So I would love to hear, I, you've kind of already touched on this, but what exactly, I, I feel like everybody has kind of a different definition on what exactly family history means to them. So I would love to hear what it means for you and how do you try, aside from chat books and maybe chat books is the, the biggest one, but how do you incorporate it into your life? Well, I think as, um, as a, you know, a young girl, when I thought of family history, I thought of just unrelatable, you know, mm-hmm. far, <laughs> far away. Um, you know, we were really good about Memorial Day going to the cemetery and visiting, you know, the graves of our ancestors. And we'd have a, a once a year family reunion where people would bring out all the pictures and tell stories. But it just didn't feel like something that was part of my daily life or experience or definitely wasn't something that I thought of on a daily basis. Right. And and you know, the more I learned about these incredible ancestors of ours, I realized, man, these are stories that I, I want my kids 
to know like where they came from and you know what they what they have inside of them like grit right like mm-hmm. so many stories from our family histories and from our ancestors are stories of grit and strength and determination and right. I want my kids to you know I want my kids to be gritty I want them to yeah. know they, they have that in their DNA and that that's that they can dig in and you know emulate these amazing people that came before but you know, mm-hmm. if, if the stories are just stuck in a book on the shelf and they never get told, then they do no good. So, um, so, you know, we still visit the, you know, family cemeteries on Memorial Day. And now that we live here in Utah, like my husband's family is all from Utah and, and ha- my dad's dad is from Utah. We, there's a lot of, uh-huh. like, you know, geography that will drive, you know, by and I can see point out and we can talk and tell stories and make connections around us, you know, as we travel the state of Utah. But um, another, another idea that I had had years ago is I put the dates of birthdays of my grandparents and my great grandparents um, and my husband's in my calendar in my Google calendar so that mm-hmm. I have a yearly reminder of like, Oh, it's granddaddy, uh, granddaddy Munz's birthday. And Sometimes it's nothing big, but I will share at dinner like, oh, you guys, it's Grandaddy Munz's birthday. And I remember this about him, you know, mm-hmm. so it's not something that I have to like stress out about or prepare very much for. But just like as a gentle reminder and little touch points throughout the year that there are these people that you don't know, you never knew, but they are amazing. And, you know, part of what made them amazing is in you, too. So, yes, I love that. I am all about keeping things simple and not stressing about it. I feel like a lot of people tend to get overwhelmed when they think about family history and preserving memories and doing all the things. And I just am always trying to say, keep it simple, do what works for you. And I think that's such a great thing. Like, you know, we all have to eat. We all gather together. We try to gather as a family and eat dinner. And that's the perfect time to just say, Hey, guess what today is, you know, I love, I love that. And it's such a simple way to do it. So, yeah. And I do think to myself when that day comes around, I'm like, Oh, I really should dig in and get some new stories. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, <laughs> That's a project that I will hopefully get to one day, but um, you know, just the, the regular reminder that there are people, you know, important people that kids don't know and aren't, you know, interacting with them in their daily life, but that are cheering from them beyond and, you know, all that stuff. You get it. Yes. Yes. So good. <laughs> so I would love to hear a little bit more about your big family. I am fascinated with big families and how they work and traditions that you had. <laughs> um, if you just want to talk a little bit about your life growing up and then any fun traditions that you have passed on to your children. Well, uh, growing up the oldest of 12 was wild and crazy <laughs> and so fun. It was actually a lot of work for me because uh-huh, I can imagine. I, I was the oldest and then there were um, six boys and then girls and then a boy. So oh I, I, felt, I always felt like I was shouldered unfairly with domestic responsibilities and child care responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in reality, it was just the greatest childhood ever. We lived, lived, it felt like it was out in the country uh, on five acres surrounded by orange groves in Orlando where I grew up. Um, Mm -hmm. By the time I graduated from high school, all those orange groves had been sold off and were subdivisions. And we were kind of like this crazy, you know, farm of crazy people. (laughs) But I would say that was like one of the themes, though, growing up is that um, we were so different. You know, nobody had 12 kids. Mm -hmm. Um, 
actually there weren't we were members of you know the latter-day church of jesus christ latter-day saints there were not very many members like people didn't really know what that was um Mm -hmm. you know members of lds church there were peculiar in some of the things that we do and the way we dress and the way right i mean it it felt peculiar let's just say that to to everybody else (laughs) around me um but growing up and feeling different and being okay with that like that was just part of our identity Mm -hmm. um I really, I really love that. And um, one of the other things that we did differently, my dad, he loves animals and hence our, our whole family, we love animals. And we had these five acres and my dad started coming home with random farm animals. <laughs> my dad's a lawyer. He'd come home in his suit and white shirt and tie um, carrying a goat. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hey, he just, that's like his hobby. And so we lived on what was a, basically a little petting zoo. And our, I remember my, in elementary school, school classes coming uh, on a field trip to my house to see our animals. And, you know, that was a little <laughs> different. Awesome. That was a little different. So um, I would say we have all kinds of fun traditions growing up. But the thing that I really, when I think back on my family, the thing that I've carried through or tried to carry through to my family now is just this sense that like there are really important serious things that we need to do in this life and we should be doing in this life but you can have a lot of fun doing it and Mm. just you know finding humor and fun like my dad again very serious professional man you know as (laughs) as a lawyer and also you know as he was always like a bishop or state president he was a mission president you know had Mm -hmm. a lot of mantle of responsibility but uh, he liked to have fun. Like he would often come driving up with, um, you know, one of those like fake legs hanging out of his trunk (laughs) or would walk in with like some scary mask or something. Like he just, he was a, he definitely was a character. And I I just, I like, liked that kind of levity in my home growing up and Mm -hmm. try to try to have a little bit of that growing up uh, in in our family as we're raising our kids because things can get heavy. Yes, they can. (laughs) can get heavy, but you got to keep got to keep looking on the bright side and keeping things light. Yes. I love that reminder, especially I feel like it is so easy with so many little kids in the home. Yeah. Like I've got my son turns nine today, actually it's his birthday, but nine and under we've got five kids and it just feels a lot of days like pure chaos. (laughs) Yes. Well, and that doesn't change. I mean, the older they get, yes, I know (laughs) the heavier the, the problems, but like if you can just you know, keep, figure out how to just keep smiling and laugh your way through it and just roll with the punches. You know, th- that is definitely what I learned from growing up. And I, I, I'm hoping that we're doing that and yeah. fostering that in our kids as well. So fun. Okay. So before I let you go, I have to ask all of my, all the people I have on the show, I always want to hear of, about one of their favorite ancestors. It may be hard to choose, but if you have one <laughs> that you would like to tell us about, I'd love to hear well, we do have some pretty amazing ancestors, but the one that is kind of always been my favorite, her name is Polly Ann Wells. Uh, she was a redhead. So I grew up hearing stories about her. I'm a redhead. Uh-huh. I grew up hearing about <laughs> fiery Polly with her red hair. Um, <laughs> in uh, I grew up in Orlando and I'm a seventh grade, a seventh generation Floridian. So it goes back to Aunt Polly. Well, or Grandma Polly, who who lived in Florida, and married my great great granddaddy uh, William Dubberly, 
And she had 15 kids. Not all of them lived, uh, you know, lived to maturity, but uh, she was very fertile. <laughs> happens to run in my family. <laughs> and, um, and a heart of gold. Uh, in fact, in, in the South, you know, it was, um, there were, I don't know how to the, the politically correct way to describe this, but, um, you know, there were some racial tensions in the South, uh, but mm-hmm. there was a young man named Dan Wright, who was an orphaned black young man who my grandma Polly welcomed into her home and raised like one mm. of her own. One of the wow. few family photos we have of their family, um, Dan is standing proudly in the back. And that, mm. that photo is one of my favorites, especially, you know, as, as we're trying to raise children that, you know, feel or see the world with inclusive, loving, open arms, you know, showing that even back then where it was not, yeah. this was not a thing people did, but, you know, Polly set the example. Um, but uh, the story that I really love is when she, on her wedding, around her wedding day, it was actually a couple of days before her wedding, she had taken her wedding dress, carried it, walked through a pasture to get to a family friend's house to have them <laughs> mend something or fix something on her wedding dress. But she was walking home with her wedding dress just a couple of days for her wedding, excited, I'm sure. And uh, then she has an encounter with a skunk and she sprayed with a skunk and it gets all over, oh. her, all over her dress. And this, this points to her like, practicality rather than freaking (laughs) out and you know having a meltdown which I think I might do she (laughs) marched on home buried it in the ground as I guess that's the what you did when you got sprayed things got sprayed you buried it and kept it there for a couple (laughs) weeks and it sucks the the stink out I guess she postponed her wedding a couple day a couple weeks later dug up her dress you know dusted it off I'm sure and um (laughs) and was married and so wow. I, I love that story. There's just so many great lessons to learn from that. Um, but yeah, Polly will always be uh, one of my favorites. And, and in fact, my mom was always begging me to name one of my children, Polly, but mm-hmm. I, Polly, Polly Quigley just was a little too, I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> for me. But I'm going to be pushing for grandkids. I would love to have a little granddaughter named Polly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Okay, well, that is incredible. Polly is one of my new favorite people right there. She <laughs> sounds so amazing. Tough, tough. And, yes. And, and full of grit, just like you yes, talked about. Yes, I love it. Oh, and and Grace. Here's a little um, a, a story to note for Grace. She, the rumor had it she could dance so well that she could put a glass of water on her head and it wouldn't spill. Wow. So I love it. You can be both pretty <laughs> and graceful. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Oh, so fun. Vanessa has been so great to talk to you. I just look up to you in so many ways. And I love, especially that you guys brought about chat books. It has been a huge blessing in my life. So I, I'm pretty sure every day my kids pull down the chat books off of the, off the shelf on the wall and they flip through them. So that makes me so happy because that, that is honestly why, why we did this. It's for the kids because they need to know you know, who they are and where they came from and what all of that just builds so much everything, resilience, grit, character, you know, esteem. And that, that makes me so happy. And, you know, I have to say, I am loving your course, your family history course that I, I, I've been, I'm not complete on it, but I've started digging in and I love that. You just keep reminding that 
five minutes here and there is progress. We don't have to be intimidated by giant family history projects. And Mm -hmm. even in this a little bit that I've been working on that, I find myself thinking more about my, you know, great granddaddy and, and that like, that's like a gift to be carrying that around, you know, where we sometimes get so, uh, so worked up and so focused on like the little things that are happening right in front of our face and all the mm-hmm. little, the little problems and the to do's and the things that are just like keep us going at this mad pace. But just being able to carry around in our heart, like something about my, you know, granddaddy that I just typed up and in, in that document that I'm going to put in that chat book oh, um, just already feels like such a blessing. So thank you for, for being um, a champion for that and helping me um, do better. Oh, you are so welcome. Yeah, that is exactly what I'm hoping will come from that. I want, like I said earlier, I just want to eliminate the overwhelm. So make it as simple as possible. And I totally, I see that in my own life too. Just the more that I am thinking about them, I just, you know, I just find myself throughout the day thinking about them and it just helps put things in perspective, like you said. So totally awesome. Well, Vanessa, how can people find you if they want to follow along and see what you're up to do you have instagram or i guess obviously they need to check out chat books well yeah you gotta you gotta check out chat books we're on instagram facebook um i think we're on twitter too i'm not on twitter um but uh we also have a a facebook group called mom force on Mm. facebook mom force by chat books where we just talk about all kinds of anything relating to moms so if you guys are interested in that um, but I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, Vanessa. I think I'm Vanessa Munns Quigley or Vanessa Quigley. I can't remember on Instagram. <laughs> okay. I should know, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, if anyone ever has any questions about chat books, you can always DM message, email, whatever. And we have people that have all the answers and we're here to help. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Vanessa. It has been a treat to talk to you. You are amazing. Thank you, Jesse. You guys, thanks so much for being here. It means the world to me to be able to share my passion for family history with all of you. If you haven't done so yet, feel free to leave me a review on iTunes. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Miss Genealogy. If you want to shoot me an email, you can do that at missgenealogy.jessie, J-E-S-S-I-E, at gmail.com. I'd love to hear how you are getting fired up about family history work. See you next week.